0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Ocean's 8, directed by Gary Ross and released in 2018. The plot of the movie goes something like this. After being released from jail, Debbie Ocean assembles an all-female
1: crew to pull off an audacious jewellery heist at the Met Gala. Yeah, and as we generally do, we'll do a quick spoiler-free section to tell you whether you should see this movie.
0: Um, I think you should see this movie if you like... Heist movies, and if you like the other Oceans movies, it's kind of, again, been ghettoized as like a lady movie because the trailers we had before it were dreadful. <laughs> like, really, you know, just. It was like the Mamma Mia sequel. I really liked
1: the trailer. The trailer was what got me into it. I no, was like, the tra- jewelry and
0: a Met Gala. The trailers we got before Oceans 8, not the trailer for Oceans 8. Oh, right. The trailer for Oceans 8 was amazing. Oh, the trailers we saw in the cinema, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah we got yeah we did got real lady movie trailers
0: yeah which i don't think fit this movie at all like i don't see why people who like Heist movies would like those, mu- like musicals. It mm. just doesn't, they're only going, oh, women like these. Like women are some tiny minority group. Uh, yeah,
1: only women will watch an all-women movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's insane to me because this was, it, it's, it's a heist movie. It's a perfectly normal heist movie, I should mm. say. Like there's, you know, the fact that they're all women barely factors into it at all. They just all do their jobs. Yeah. I mean, it, it's straight up a heist movie. So like that just annoyed me. It's definitely not like... I don't think it's the best in the Ocean series um, and it's not like the best heist movie ever, but it's fun and it's got some great actors in it looking amazing um, and it looks really great. The score is really good. It's nicely put together. So if you enjoy that sort of thing, then yeah, definitely go see it.
1: Yeah, I um I had a lot of fun watching it, but I have some problems with it. the more I think about it, the more like holes I find. I don't think yeah. it was very well put together uh, in terms of the edit and the direction and the, stuff. Yeah, there's some I weird think, editing. Yeah, I think... And the story even, I think it looks great. The costumes, the costume mm. department is the absolute standout and the props department who would have had to do all that fake jewellery, <laughs> they're the standout. The actresses who are in this are also really all fantastic. Sandra Bullock is really is really just chill and likeable and all that kind of stuff. I didn't love it. I liked it, but I, yeah, it was sort of a bit, I, I don't, I don't know. It was nice. It was fun, and it was like over, and then I've forgotten about it. But I do think people should see it because there is a lack of like just nice, fun, silly heist flicks going around, and it's it's worthwhile seeing. It's yeah, definitely um lacks the care and attention and like the really really it's really well made. Ocean's Eleven, the one from two thousand and one, it's just so well put together. I I rewatch it all the time because it's just such a good film. Um, the other two not so much. And this is more on a par somewhere between the second and third of those films. Like the the second one of those films is terrible and the third one is fine and this is fine. So, yeah, I guess people should see it. And I, I want people to see it because I don't want people to be like, this is a bad movie because ladies were in it. And, and I'm already starting to see that kind of commentary, that kind of Last Jedi stuff around – this was bad because ladies were in it as opposed to this was bad because it had some specific problems around the way it was, the story was put together and it just, it's, and I have some problems with it, but that's not my problem with it. And it just annoys me when that is, that that's what it'll get chalked up to because I think like Gary Ross clearly watched the other movies and he took some lessons from them, but he didn't take all the lessons or necessarily the right lessons from the other oceans movies. And I, Feel like when you do that, when you say because it's got women in it, that's not the right lesson to take from this movie. The lesson to take is that you need a director who really puts in the care and attention that Steven Soderbergh put into that first film. But you know, otherwise, definitely worth seeing.
0: Well, I was just going to say that, like for the most part, the ladies are the best part.
1: That's it. They are. So they deserved a better director.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I yeah, I think a lot of the problems come down to the director because it, like, the cinematography is great. The the production design is great the music is great the acting is really mostly good there's a couple of um not so great parts but it's just um yeah definitely there's some weird editing too like i think there's a lot i i have a feeling um we should get into spoiler territory now but i have a definite feeling that the that the studio sort of went cut it down to an hour and a half you know, like mm. nobody wants to sit there for too long because there's these bits where I'm like, there's no way that that's a one shot outfit that Kate Blanchett is wearing, yeah. or like there's the, there's no reason to include this bit that, that like, what uh, that list that she has. Mm. Do we ever get closure on that? No. Yeah. No, good. I didn't just miss I, I To be fair, I have been on muscle relaxants all weekend, and there may be things that I've missed in this Well, movie yeah, as I, well. Mean, I like, don't
1: think we get closure on that list um at all. Because
0: but- she says it's not a list.
1: Yeah. Sorry, if it's not clear, we're in spoiler land now. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, turn off, etc. Um, yeah, I sort of figured out what the list was meant to be from context, but it wasn't like what is it? What's well, just a list of different, different like little mini heist jobs? You know how they yeah, that's, they always have the silly names for all the heists. That's what I thought. Yeah, and then the last one is obviously the the framing of Richard Armitage bit of the heist. The okay. last one she's got to cross off. Um. Yeah, I mean and the the yeah the the Met Gala outfit, the the green jumpsuit that Kate Blanchett turns up. Like one shot we get of that. It's so weird. Uh, that, and,
0: yeah, I feel like she was there was
1: definitely more of her in that outfit. The bit from the subway trailer with the subway carriage from the trailer from the pictures, the early pictures, that was really weird as well because you get like. You never get any time. What like they're clearly they're trying to do the thing that they do at the, at the end of the other Ocean's films, where they all line up and then they each peel off one by mm. one. But it really doesn't work. No, it's really badly done and like oddly edited and just unpleasant. to It watch. comes out of
0: nowhere. It's just yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fit. That that we should see them going to that subway carriage and then getting off. And yeah, then everyone doing gets the a MetroCard.
1: Yeah, like that should come back in a more that, obvious way. Yeah, there
0: are definitely, and I, that's what I think. I think that they had all those bits in there, mm. and then they were cut down for time. Yeah, I don't know. That's what my did. assumption. But um, I want to talk about some other things before we get into like the holes in the movie. Mm. I would die for Kate Blanchett in this movie. I just like she's so so great in this movie. Um, she is. The the outfits that she's put in are amazing. Like the mm. style that she has in this, that whole like lesbian Harry Styles thing, which I didn't make up. That's I think that was a big tweet that went around a while ago. Um, I started getting excited about Ocean's Eight from the set pictures, just yeah. looking at yeah. Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett in the outfits they wear in this movie. Yeah. Oh my um,
1: god, the outfits are so good. But yeah, Kate Kate Blanchett's they really put a a style on her, and it's really like distinctive, but it also very unified. But it's also, it's, yeah, it's very
0: um in, I think, as well. But there's this, mm. like, there's this one outfit that she wears that has this, like, gold shirt mm. and I think leather pants or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they went all out yeah. on her style in this and it's amazing.
1: Yeah, whereas Sandra, and Sandra Bullock also has a huge number of outfit changes, but she is more Clooney-esque in her, well, the way they've dressed her. They've mm. obviously worked off that aesthetic. And so it's all, like, beautifully tailored and well-cut coats and, um she god she looks good like yeah. she's 50 something and she looks so good yeah she just looks fantastic i mean the others all do well as well like um Sa- sarah polson they i love her got so a really yeah and they and they have a, i love her too she's just wonderful and she's like the mum of the group yeah she and, does a lot of the
0: heavy lifting mm, in this movie like acting wise and mm-hmm. things like she does a lot to bring up I think some of the um, newer members of the cast and stuff, and she's so great, Mm. and she's always
1: so great, Sarah Paulson. I just love her. Yeah, we always talk about that how she's like the hardest working part of any movie. Yeah, and she, I mean, like, there's a lot of good work going on in here. I afterwards, obviously, I talked to you about this, but I was, I like Anne Hathaway. I loved Anne Hathaway in this. Yeah, she's so amazing. Although I am a little bit disappointed in terms of costuming, she was dressed amazingly for everything except the Met Ball. The Met Gala, like the Met Gala dress was really, it looked really matronly. And I think one of the things about the Met Gala that they didn't quite nail for the film and I'm sure that was a deliberate choice and I I understand they only had about six weeks to pull the costumes together, which just sounds horrifying. But um, they didn't like go all out with the costumes the way the real Met Gala Mm. does. And except for Helena Bonham Carter, who looked, who had this like huge floral headpiece and this big loud dress on all the rest of them just wore like nice evening dresses which is fine and i get anne hathaway they're probably trying to keep the dress as simple as possible because of the necklace yeah. but The 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 shoulder thing over her shoulders made her look really matronly it looks like mother of the bride outfit not like hot young actress outfit
0: well i'm i do not think she's supposed to be playing a hot young actress to start with. well i mean a
1: hot because Anne Hathaway, aged actress. Yeah. I mean, that's not, you're not like the 35 year old actresses or 36 year old actresses aren't like, they're not, they're still dressing nicely and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The dresses for the Met Gala were a little bit underwhelming, especially
1: when the costumes for everything else were so great. Yeah. I'm also um, annoyed we only got like one shot of every one of the team in their Met Gala dresses. Mm. You really only get one shot. Like Aquafina in this beautiful blue dress coming down the stairs when she's been in like, jeans and um, Looney Tunes t-shirts for the rest of the movie. And And that waiter's outfit where she looked great. She did look great in that. (laughs) She looked amazing in that waiter's outfit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a little bit disappointed on the Met Gala outfits, but I just loved the the costuming overall was really good. My, I believe though that that's um they got designers to do the Met Gala outfits and the costume designer did all the other stuff. So which makes sense in terms. That's of-
0: interesting because the co- then the designers did worse than
1: the, <laughs> than the costume. Um,
0: but yeah. Also, uh, going back to Aquafina, I think mm. she was like the kind of standout newbie of this movie. She yes. was really, really good. She was really funny and like like not overdoing it in a way that I thought she might. Mm. Um, like she wasn't stealing scenes or acting too big or anything mm. like that. She just was at pitching it at the right level, um, which was really good. Um, and yeah, she, she kind of fit in with the team really, really well. And especially when you put her next to Rihanna. Because mm. Rihanna, what she did in this movie, I don't think can be called acting. Mm. I know she's Rihanna and I know she's great, but she doesn't, really act in this movie she just kind of reads the lines and then stands around looking cool
1: yeah uh, it's sort of like she was disengaged with this movie a bit like she's also kind of barely shown up to any of the premieres either it it was it was weird like aquafina's really trying her hardest and rihanna's just like hey i'm rihanna they got me in this film um I mean, they're, I mean, they're in different. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, because we saw the trailer before this movie for Crazy Rich Asians, um, yes. which Aquafina is also in. It looks like she's going to steal that movie with a lo- um, and she's quite a big personality. But yeah, she she was really good. Um, I I like her.
0: But she's playing different sorts of characters, mm. and you can see the difference in them, which yes. is good. It
1: shows that she's like actually acting. Yes. Um, yes. Not just showing up and being the biggest name in the cast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. But um. And and you especially when you put Pitriana against like Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock acting opposite each other mm. who were just nailing it. Like they it feels like they have been um in a relationship for like twenty mm. years and you know, it's hit rough patches and all that sort of stuff. Like that's what this feels like. Yeah. They have so much chemistry and they're so good together. But I also like that it's a slightly different chemistry to Danny and Rusty from the other yeah. movies, who were more like Slick and the way they finished each other's sentences and all that sort of stuff. Or didn't even finish each other's sentences. They just sort of had They would finish this...
1: each other's sentences. Yeah, they didn't even need to. Yeah. And then they would like know what the other was talking about. That was yeah. kind of amazing though. I I love that kind of best friendship um like sort of thing that they had going. I oh I kind of would like have liked more of that in this film. I feel like there was a bit of it was a bit underdone in terms of how well the other Oceans films kind of delineate each character and they're each of their special, like, things that they have. Yeah. Um, they, they the other have... films do a better job of delineating what Clooney's character does versus what Rusty does.
0: Yeah, it could have been written better as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the major problems is that it's just not written very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that kind of the quick banter and the snappiness of the Ocean, of Ocean's Eleven is not in this one. But I think Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett make up for it by like with their performances. They make yeah they do. And a with lot. their chemistry. Like that scene where they where Kate con- where Lou confronts Debbie at
1: the water is really good. I like the scene between them. I really hate how it's shot. It's really unpleasantly shot. I, this problem is I just watched all of the Ocean's films last weekend and Steven Soderbergh is such a good Yeah he is. So good and he he um he's the cinematographer on all of his own films as well. Mm. And they have a particular style and he also in the Ocean's films, he works really hard to kind of achieve this sort of mid-century filmmaking style on them and they look particular. And that scene, whatever Gary Ross is doing, he just jiggles the camera around a lot mm-hmm. and, it, and that, as you know, always drives me nuts. So I, I didn't, didn't notice it that like much. that scene. He just wouldn't stop moving. Um, the two of them were so great, though, mm-hmm. that they kind of, you know, surpassed that because they are so great.
0: Also, this movie made it – like it was – it it really seemed like those two were dating like it really seemed like they were girlfriends well then,
1: yeah because they said that she literally has a line lou and i were going through a rough patch
0: yes but the thing is that could apply to their criminal undertakings like because the it's they're, true they're doing bingo heists like yeah. they, it seems like they're low on money but and yeah stuff. the
1: way though when she gets into the car and she gets out of jail and kate blanchett grabs the back of her head and like leans over to, she kisses the back of her head. Yeah. yeah, to kiss it, like that is a very intimate gesture.
0: Mm, I know. This is what I mean. Like
1: it's and the way, yeah, the way I they are with each other.
0: I don't know if they're like queer baiting or if they're like you know if it wasn't supposed to be that they're in a relationship but it reads that way really strongly yeah. i mean the thing is well
1: the other thing is with kate blanchett back to the costuming again she's always in pants mm. even at the met gala she's in a like a jumpsuit yeah so she that's it's very she's very queerly costumed and yes. styled so and i just i don't know how you can't read that read it that way
0: but even when she's in that chef uniform that's like mm-hmm. just a generic chef uniform that mindy kaling also wears yeah yeah she still is styled quite like mask right
1: she's yeah still, very much so
0: yeah even even though she's wearing almost exactly the same thing as somebody else there's still because they, this they very... really
1: tuck away her hair mm. they minimize the makeup and she's like i mean body types help too because she's more straight up and down and mindy Kaling is curvier so mm. like whatever she wears is going to be boobs and stuff that look different but um yeah very much so they look like they're working at completely different catering companies or something.
0: Yeah. But also um Kate Blanchett holds herself in a particular way all through this movie. <laughs> she like does. she's just got this kind of like loose quite masculine style to the way she's doing everything as well. Which mm. you know doesn't necessarily mean she's a lesbian, but she's so queer coded and the relationship is so intense between yeah. her and, and um, between Lou and Debbie. Yeah. And it really does seem like they were in a rough patch in their relationship. Debbie went off with this guy um, and yeah. then everything fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it seems like. So the fact that they weren't together at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, wait, that's wrong. They <laughs> um, should run off together The now. Con-
1: That confrontation is so intense as well because in the second Ocean's film, there's a similar confrontation because uh, Brad Pitt's been dating Catherine Zeta-Jones and she's a – policeman slash also a thief and Clooney's character who's never Ocean confronts Danny Danny confronts Rusty about it and it's very very different like it's more of a it's much more light-hearted there is real feeling behind that confrontation that the boy the ex-boyfriend is back in town and this mm. is part of revenge on him that's it's a real like you're gonna tank this thing because you can't let this go and this is the, what tanked our relationship last time Behind it, it's different than it, it is between the two guys.
0: There's also a moment when Debbie feeds
1: Lou at oh, the yeah. restaurant.
0: Like, it's, yeah. they're very, very intense and flirty. And But also, I'm, I swear, Lou is, like, flirting with some of the other people that they bring in. Um, uh-huh. Rihanna especially. But some of the other people that they bring in for the heist. Um, yeah.
1: Well, she brings in Rihanna, I think. She does, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, she seems quite taken with her as well. So, it, mm. I mean... If nothing else, at the very least, it seems like Lou is gay Mm. and we can't tell with Debbie, but like Debbie might be bi or something, but it seems like they were in a relationship. That's what this reads as to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like, it seemed like they were just sort of, some of the actors were just kind of playing themselves, but like. (laughs) Like Mariana. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, I was thinking more like Helena Bonham Carter is help yes, playing yes. Irish Helena Bonham Carter, the designer. Yes, like she, she was.
1: <laughs> they, they were like, we. This is the vibe we want. But that yeah. she's that's she's good though because that she's very like um Vivian Westwood. Like that's very Vivian Westwood that whole. Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm not saying it's. I'm not complaining about yeah, it yeah. or saying it's bad at all. Like I think that works really well for that character. Mm. Um, but also like there's these layers to it because we're working with. Within like Hollywood, yeah. there's these layers of we know that we're watching actors mm. because we keep seeing actors as well playing themselves, right? Yeah. Like in the like in Oceans Eleven when um Rusty is teaching all of those guys. Rafa Grace and, yeah, and yeah. um Pacey and Yeah. Those guys, he's teaching them um poker. Yeah. And then he and he and uh, um
1: yeah. George Clooney. Walk just... through this crowd of cheering people. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. They, they play
0: that up, I think, yeah. in both movies. Like yes. I, I actually thought they were playing that up in this one, that they're like, look, it's Helena Bottom Carter, but it's not Helena Bottom Carter and like everybody's going crazy for this you know, for Anne Hathaway and yeah, things yeah. like that, that they're still kind of playing up.
1: Yeah. I did think it was weird that they didn't just get Dakota Fanning to play herself, but whatever. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, that could have worked, right? That I, I, I
1: thought so too. Yeah, that would have been fine. Because you had, that was the thing, because you did have that mix of like real people. Like you had Anna Winter as herself a couple of times. Um, Very smartly, they didn't have her say any lines. They just had to like do stuff. They did
0: actually. She spoke, but she wasn't really on camera Yeah, when, when she was watching speaking. the
1: tennis or whatever. Just do it. Yeah. Um. But like, it was all the things that you know. If you know Anna Winter, you know she has a giant crush on Roger Federer and all that sort of thing. That's why he goes to the Met Ball every year. And everyone's like, "Why is he here?" Like, we get why Serena is there, but you know, um. But who also plays herself quite well, actually.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have a huge amount. No, to do, she but just she's has to be
1: Serena on the red carpet answering questions. Okay, yeah. it's fine. And then there's others who walk past. I spotted Gigi Hadid and. Or one of the Hidid's, i There's another one. Um, I think Kim Kardashian was there, yeah. and uh, a couple of designers were in it as themselves. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, yes. Um, at and Zach at Posen, table. who often dresses Rihanna, was there, and I think he dressed Rihanna. I think I know who Alexander that is. Wang was is also a designer. Um, I, I'm not great with designers, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. That, so, um. But yeah, but Anne Hathaway though playing big movie star, I think was having so much fun. She was, yeah, definitely. I think Anne Hathaway.
0: Um, I I I saw something that said that this movie lacked a good villain, but I was like, I don't know why you need one. This is more into like Richard Armitage is kind of the villain. Yeah, but I don't really think you need Anne Hathaway to be like the big villain it was yeah. much more entertaining to have her switch sides and also the the fact that she switched sides because she doesn't have a lot of close female <laughs> friendships
1: made me because I, I like she's yeah because she's clearly this huge movie star so like the money is not the motivator for her
0: no it just seemed like she yeah. could have fun with some ladies yeah yeah <laughs> i know i them. don't have
1: a lot of close female friends <laughs> it was, I really know, it was nice well but, i would well, that was also that du- du- that sort of um actresses often are only the only woman on set in a lot of movies like you're not often don't often get to work with other actresses or you have like one other actress on set and there's like five men and they all get to hang out and have fun like it's really common for a group of men to do a movie together and they're like mm. oceans 11 where they and they all the actors become friends because they hang out all day and like you almost feel like Anne Hathaway signed up wanted or Kate Blanchett or Mindy Kaling or someone signing on to it because like you just get to hang out with all these girls all day and like mm. Be with your friends,
0: and the I've been um, watching some videos from the press tour for it, and they're great together. Like they're having a, really a lot of fun together. Oh, that's nice, um, and it's interesting as well to watch because like Sandra Bullock is kind of the boss of this, but Kate
1: Blanchett is very clearly the boss of the group, which off, like off screen. It, it go, go back to Ocean's 11 and then they're trying to work and Clooney's like, I'm the boss. And the other, the other the guys in the group are like, what? And he's like, who do you go to when you have a problem? And the whole group responds at once, Rusty. Rusty yeah. yeah. And that's very accurate.
0: Yeah. So um, that was, um, I just think that that's fun, and they're they're all really into uh, into Aquafina, mm. like all of them are really interested. She her, just so. seems like a lot of fun. She does, um, and but they they seem to have all had a good time, and Anne Hathaway just loves everybody and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So it, they seem to have really kind of
1: yeah. I saw what said Anne Hathaway talking about how it's like the first movie she did after she had a baby, and she was like, which. I did wonder, I was like, did Anne Hathaway always have such big boobs? Mm. And but it's because she's just had a baby and went this was like her first movie back and like she's talking about how nice it was and everyone was so friendly and it was fun and you know, like that sort of that sort of stuff is really sweet. It is. Um I think that for the most part all of the setup to the
0: heist was and then like there's a there's a period in this movie which is really, really good, right? And I think it's sort of the round starts around the time that um Mindy Kaling um, Amita mm. and um Helena Bonham Carter go
1: to get the necklace.
0: Yeah, yeah. That scene is great. Oh my watching those two kind of try to figure out the
1: problems as they go along is really fun. And it's underscored by Khalise's song Bossy, which I really love. Yeah, the be- just um, at the beginning. I'll beginning I'll um yeah, no. Well yeah, yeah, when they're trying to figure it out at Cartier because they're not like the main Right guys, this isn't what the like, tricking people is not what they do. Yeah. And so they're, like, really, really got to think on their feet and, like, nothing works. And it, that is so well done. Yeah. It, it's it's actually an interesting. Like Solo, the best part of the film is the second act because it's good from, from there up until the Met, end of the Met Gala is mm. just amazing.
0: And then there's, yeah, and then there's two shots at the end of the Met Gala and I'm like, oh, no, which is when there's two brief shots of Kate Blanchett one of her getting on a bike in one outfit and then the next shot is her, like, standing opposite, standing across the road from Sandy in another outfit. Yeah. And you're like, why do,
1: why was that there? How she's does,
0: clearly been up to something yeah, and, and they're trying to... and she
1: also clearly need to be at the Met Ball in that outfit. Like, that right. green um, Givenchy thing that she wears is not, like, a standing in the street dress. That is a Met Gala outfit. So... Why don't we get a shot of the eight of them bloody walking down the stairs?
0: Right, and there's there's clearly some like I think they're trying to give us a hint that she was up to something, mm. but they've taken out all the good hints that she like yeah. that she had a, that side thing going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew there was something else going on because we a don't while, see her but,
1: for so long,
0: but also because she's off doing things beforehand, mm. like she goes and buys that little sub and doing things yeah, yeah, that yeah. we don't see pay off. Um, so it's clear that there's other yeah. stuff happening, but it was like they wanted. They don't want to do the Ocean's Twelve thing where they don't give us any clues mm. that something else is going on, but they don't do the clues very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit frustrating. And and to I don't know why they couldn't just get like a female gymnast in.
1: Right, like, that was because weird well, especially well, yeah, especially as like Sandra Bullock has deliberately said we want that, and the line is one that I don't necessarily agree with, but she says. She wants all her because a him gets noticed and a her is invisible. Yeah, which I don't actually think is true. Um, I think like they're depending on the situation, men can slip by in situations a lot easier than women in some situations. Anyway, but. Uh, for whatever, I think for, her, for crime her, though. For, yes, people think men are up to something, and women yeah, and they
0: don't. They, 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 especially with that busboy right. and things like that. Like they're the people that they kind and of pick out. They
1: could have easily, like the that guy is like a gymnast, circus performer, or whatever. Like they could have easily found a female gymnast. I know to it's, come in and play. Like hire one of the um, like one of the U.S. gymnasts from recent years who won gold medals or something. Like a Michaela Maroney or someone.
0: Or have it be his daughter. Right. Yeah. Like and, and also have it set up earlier because, okay, there's another big, big red flag in this movie, right? <laughs> it's called Ocean's Eight. Yes. For most of the movie, we have seven
1: players. Uh-huh.
0: So we know for the whole thing that somebody else has to come in. Yeah. But in the end, there's nine of them. So the movie's title is completely wrong on both fronts. Cause they yeah. should, it should be Ocean Seven or Ocean's Nine. If you're going to include people who came in late, it has to include both Anne Hathaway and the gymnast guy. Yeah, like it. So it's
1: wrong. Yeah, that
0: frustrate that frustrates me more than almost anything else. I think, but also, um, the, like Anne Hathaway is clearly in on it like from just after the Met Ball because she said she doesn't know if anybody was in there with her. Yeah. And we know Aquafina was in there talking we to her. We see her lie. There's her no way lie. she would have forgotten. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, we know that she's lying to protect them. So mm. it's when she walks in, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But when does she become involved? It seems like it's
1: not till after.
0: That's what's confusing. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense that she doesn't. And, like, like
1: how does she know who to, you know, like, how to, you know. I, there's a lot of questions. I suppose she goes to Helen Bottom Carter and is like,
0: um, no because Helen Bottom Carter was really surprised to see her there. Mm. She was like so I think but then Debbie and Lou say they invited her. Yeah. But she and then she saw Debbie, but she wouldn't know who Debbie was. Right. Oh, then then he told her, but how would she find her and yeah. like I I my and she's guess, already lied at that point. My guess was that Anne Hathaway uh, that um, Debbie figured out that Anne Hathaway knew, mm. um, like, not long after the Met Ball or maybe even during it and then told her. Yeah. I did enjoy watching Anne Hathaway play um, Ramitage. That was really fun. Yeah. That was a good scene as well. Like, just what ge- – her getting to play was really fun. But, yeah, I feel like the, the strong part was the middle section. I also had this really strong, like, sensation during the whole movie where I was sitting there going, um, the leverage team would have done this with five people in a week. <laughs>
1: they would have they would have It's
0: just that was like these guys aren't very good (laughs) that's not fair i think that's more the writer being with less budget yeah yeah exactly they would have had like like a quarter of the budget five people yeah i mean the thing
1: is i don't love leverage the way you do so a leverage heist of this would have annoyed me because they would have had like crazy jane do one of her terrible accents and like anyway but yeah her accents are bad well, I, I mean, agree. they're not terrible, but you, like, then they have her do things that are like out of her comfort zone, like South African and Australian and stuff that are just not quite right. Anyway, but I mean, they would have, but there would have been much less glamour involved. And I, I liked yes. the glamour of this. I'm,
0: I'm just thinking about <laughs> the heist itself.
1: Yeah, the- yeah, well, there's, I mean, then there's, God, there's still plot holes as well, by the way, because firstly, they steal all those crown jewels, which mm. means, and, and, but they don't involve Mindy Kaling. Like she's as surprised as anyone when they open the fridge and all those crown jewels are there. But
0: she's the one who puts them into the into the back of the
1: truck. Right. And she's also going to have to um, – uh, she's also going to be the one who has to pull them apart because crown jewels are even harder to move than like old Cartier necklaces. Mm. Um, they're going to need her skills to pull the jewels apart. So I'm like well, – I didn't. I didn't think she
0: was surprised, though. I think she, I thought she was like grinning when they opened the fridge, so I didn't oh, think maybe. she was
1: surprised. I think she was in. Yeah, I, I don't. I know. Think anyway, she knew. I just like from. I, I yeah, I had too many like legitimate jewelry questions. I just spent. I rented. There's a big Cartier exhibition on in Canberra at the moment, which I went to like two weeks ago. And one of the necklaces is very much like this necklace, and the one that's on display. The Toussaint. The Toussaint. Um, the one that's on the display in Canberra at the moment that's similar to this is actually like it actually says next to, on the thing next to it, some of the jewels in this are fake because the bits of them were sold off, bits of it were sold off, which is what happened to the Toussaint. Is, um, it was a real necklace but bits of it got sold off because the big diamonds in it was so valuable. So now when it's on display, Cartier just has some fakes that they've put in, to the, in place of the ones that were sold off from it. There's some real ones and some fake ones involved. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. But also like, th- things like um with big diamonds, uh, when they – when they cut them, they do a, like a special micro engraving on them, and to, they have serial numbers and tracking numbers and all that kind of stuff. And anyway. I know that from *Leverage*. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. <laughs> I remember when they did the diamond heist on *Leverage*, and then uh, Hardison yeah. had, it was like the had to be the inside guy, and, and yeah, well, Elliot had previously worked. Yeah, for the, exactly. Anyway. <laughs>
1: and from, well, but also I worked in like a minor league jewelry store. And even there, you have you get like diamonds that diamonds come with each come with their own certificates, and like it's actually quite hard to fake a diamond and loot, um, and and steal and move them. Nowadays, they've got more and more tech involved. But this is an but older anyway, necklace as well. It is. It's so, from the 1930s and it's been locked in the thirties or forties. So. Like they, I think they covered a lot of that stuff. They, I know they did. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I I just have many jewelry questions, and I would have liked more jewelry stuff.
0: I That's thought me. it had enough jewelry. <laughs> I don't care. So like. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I just don't care but yes um
0: i i did like their reactions to the jewelry that was fun for me but like especially jewelry, when they
1: all got to wear like a little piece of it as well yeah. like with their outfits
0: jewelry itself doesn't really yeah like it's just not that exciting to me no. um but i i enjoyed that they like they had the reactions to it like that mm. i think they did a good job of showing how we should feel about it yeah yeah you know um and, I, you know, there's just these really cute little bits where Mindy Kaling's like, oh, can we go to this and, and yeah, stuff like that. I know. like
1: that it's unashamedly girly in those aspects. Like, they, it's okay to like the feminine things, like wearing pretty jewellery or the dresses. Like, Mindy Kaling in her gold dress at the end is so excited. Yeah. Um. And, and so, But so are the others. You can see how happy they are to be in these cool outfits. Well, some are and some... Especially, I mean, the ones who, especially the less famous members of the cast who don't get to dress like that very yeah. often.
0: But, yeah... Uh, but for the characters as well, like some of them are like, Oh good, I get to dress up and others mm. are like, Oh, I have to dress up for this whatever. Yeah. And then for Debbie it's just like, Oh, it's another day dressing up, you know, like right. she yeah. always wears things like that. That's right. Um, that and dress that she first got arrested in is amazing. Yeah, which is
1: why it would have been nice to have a big reveal on Kate Blanchard in Green Shawashi. Yeah. And, and because it's big thing for her to get step it's that's out of her comfort zone is to yeah. dress for an event like this. Um, her character, yeah, for
0: Lou. For Lou, sorry, yeah. Um I just, I think she's so great. Like, this, she just is my favorite part of this movie in everything that she does, just makes me happy. Um, but also, there's a moment when I think it's, um, Sarah Paulson says, Oh, she just came here from Australia. I was like, Not with that accent, because no. her accent is like, it's, it's slightly, I mean, I, I it's think like this is how she talks now. Yeah, um, But she says bathroom instead of bathroom and a few yeah, other like... Yeah, Just a
1: few of her R's go R. Um, but I think it's the accent of a person who grew up in Australia but has lived in the U.S. for 10 years.
0: And also who... Um, who
1: travels a lot, maybe. Um,
0: they also... When you hear Australian accents in movies, a lot of the time they kind of um, tell them to play They'd them up. They pump it up, yeah. But... Offset, off they tend to often tell them to play them down because like, or or pressure people to play them down because they don't understand as well. Well, yeah. So
1: well, you and I have travelled to the states. Have I've definitely had to put on an American accent to order like at Starbucks or whatever just because it's easier. Well, I have. So- put on an accent but definitely like said harder r's and things like that because they don't understand but i I thought of starbucks because i can remember like wanting to order a mocha and i was like i'm not going to be able to say that i have to say a mocha like Mm -hmm. i uh, but i've definitely done that because it's just easier but but also you, you um as australians you get used to when you audition, like you get used to auditioning in accent, mm. and you 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 know you show up and you're in the accent from when you get there and all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but it, it,
0: may, it still makes it sense
1: for that character to have that accent, right? Because she's clearly lived in the states yeah. for a long time. Exactly. Um. It, yeah. That, that's fine. I actually I have no idea what Kate Blanchett talks like normally. I haven't listened. to I, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's like that because I've listened to the interviews yeah. before this. Yeah. That's right.
0: Um. And I've noticed her harder R's and things like that. Um, maybe she changes it as well when she's in different she did, countries. Like, People I, do that.
1: She did actually move to the States a few years ago. Like she had lived in Australia for a number of years and then like where she was running the Sydney Theatre Company and stuff, and then she they actually moved to the States. So then there's probably it's probably changed. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not fresh off the plane.
0: I'm going I'm looking through my notes now. Yeah. The um I there's a moment in the score when it actually goes chah. Yes. in the score and I was like, that's so great. I yeah. love the score for this. It was written by Daniel Pemberton yeah, um, and it's great. It's a really good score. Like it's just really, I think this movie is a, has got a slightly different style to the first, to Ocean's Eleven, mm. but th- that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, like the style of it is much brighter and much more like it's got those wipes and stuff like that mm. and the, the score is like a little
1: more kind of,
0: I don't know, the, the Ocean's ones are just a little bit,
1: Muted, muted. Yes. Yeah, it's very mid-century. It's very like French New Wave and but see, all that stuff. But see,
0: I think that makes sense for that one. Yeah. And this one is going for more of like a an Audrey Hepburn mm. sort of thing. Like, um, um, yeah, yeah. What's it? The holiday.
1: Roman holiday. Roman
0: holiday sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, it's more like 60s. Bright colours, yeah, yeah, and with the the
1: scene transitions really and
0: opulent settings. kind of like *Man from Uncle*, which Daniel Pemberton also scored.
1: Yes, um, yeah, Daniel Pemberton, isn't that it? It's a dude, anyway, who did the score. But very, also, yeah, very much like the uh, the other films have that very mid century, the, all, the, all the the mid century thing follows through all the furniture, all the rooms that they're in. Mm. Whereas in this one. Like to go with the Met Gala and the fact that the Met is so beautiful and the the way the room is set up and the fact they had the location, like the their sort of lair that they hang out in is um is not like that at all. It's great. It's it. like this loft apartment with like all these nooks and crannies yeah. and like comforting interesting rooms and then like but it's also a bit industrial like yeah. with with Kate Blanchard's sort of club life and all that sort of thing it, it it is her yeah very her. it's an
0: extension of her which is works really well like she, she, the thing is I think this movie really revolves around Debbie and Lou yeah um more than anything else and their relationship and everything I, I just feel like yeah the, the person who's doing the least work is the director everybody else is really mm-hmm. kind of it's all it all works really well in the characters and everything like that but then yeah the editing is weird yeah um and the um the like emphasis on the feminine and female and mm. all that sort of stuff isn't like really in your face but there's other things like there's that Banksy reference th- where like mm. there's a a, a painting female painting yeah. that's put in there but before that happens all the shots are of different um like paintings of women yeah art of women statues of women all that sort of stuff but in the first um time that they go through the met they show different things Mm. so they're setting you up for that in Mm. that bit um which i think i just think it's really nice like they're showing you look there have been women all through history in different races and in different cultures and you know all that sort of thing that is just it's not like women can do it just as well as men like you know, that's it's not a what they tell me gaze, yeah, exactly, yeah, and it's just you know it's it's not like um, I just appreciated that that was the way that they did it, like it was mm. I don't mind if it's in your face sometimes as well, but um, I like the way that this movie did it, um mm. that it was just like, oh, everybody's just doing their jobs as well, you know mm. these are and and that there are women criminals that Danny Ocean
1: clearly ignored who
0: are perfectly capable of doing their jobs.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. Well, I mean, I think there's also – setting it in New York is, is quite deliberate as well because it means that she – like, he's been living out in on the West Coast or in Nevada or whatever and living his life out there. And she lives in New York and so she knows a different world than him. Mm. Like, they don't – I think that's fine. I, I, I do think it would have benefited from a Clooney cameo, I, I think – the, He's waiting for the next one to
0: see if this one makes enough money to get a sequel.
1: I know, I know, it's horrible, but and that's
0: that's the thing about this movie is like the problems with it are that they didn't believe in it as much as that's the ocean what I'm saying. Like the 12- yeah, it, it, they
1: didn't they didn't give it as much money. They didn't give it as good a director, and like it, you, the fact that they couldn't even get like a, a walk on from Clooney or even like Julia Roberts is weird to me. Like it seems like nobody believed in it much.
0: Yeah that yeah i i think the problem with it they they, they it, this one is testing the waters to yeah. see if people
1: want an all female but like people want that but also people want you to just go all in with it yeah
0: make a good movie people yeah. want good movies but yeah. that's what that's what this felt like like the, mm. the fact that they didn't put as much faith in it which is a bit frustrating yeah um yeah um 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 i loved 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 um um, Debbie and Lou in the window with the bubble guns distracting. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> it was so, and they're so straight-faced mm-hmm. and so, like, so beautifully dressed with these bubble uh-huh. guns. I loved it. And and Helena Bonham Carter, I just think, is really fun in this movie. Like, she is, yeah. You know, she's not really doing the most, but what she is doing is really entertaining. Like, when she mm. breaks out her French and things like yeah, that, Yeah, yeah. you know, she seems to be off in the clouds, but then she'll be really cluey and she'll, like, take a yeah. take a video with her phone or something like yeah. that, um, which I thought was really fun. Yeah. That dress that she wore to me looked like she was like the fairy queen going to her daughter's like wedding in a fairy It, it
1: suited both Callum Bonham Carter and the Met Ball, Yeah. the Met Gala, and a fashion designer who is going to her first Met Ball, who's friends with Anna and all that. Um. I just looked up, by the way, the relative budget of this compared to the Ocean's films. Mm. This was made on less money in 2017 then Ocean's Eleven was made on in 2001, mm. like in $2001. Like they had more dollars in $2001 than this had in $2017 mm. to make it. And I'm just like, that's awful. Mm. It's
0: not surprising to me. Um, but... No,
1: not not at all surprising. This but is... also like uh, it just – it it kind of gives you – it shows up why the lack of care and the lack of attention to detail, things that trip it up a little bit are there. Um it just is. That's annoying.
0: Yeah, that is. It is annoying, and that's like. I mean, it it is like they they keep doing this thing where they're just sabotaging the movies. Be- yeah, before it even got got to anywhere, this was being sabotaged. Um, because they don't believe in all female casts, which is
1: silly. Because but, well, like, look at the the level of talent you've got involved. Yeah, like Sandra People... Bullock and, and Kate Blanchett and Anne Hathaway, like those three, and Sarah Paulson like could get any movie made anywhere Sarah Paulson couldn't what well, I mean if you put them all together sorry like if you <laughs> yeah, had those four I'd, Sarah in your Paulson, movie I would say
0: Rihanna's more likely to get it funded um, um that is true
1: that is that she did get battleship funded
0: <laughs> yeah exactly like she's more likely to get them like she's more likely to bring in the money because people know her and like her I mean even uh. though she's really not an actress at this point yeah she needs a lot of work um the the only time she really came alive were when the like like the little sister was involved. Yeah, that was really nice. That yeah, bit. that was weird though. That like suddenly she felt like a like a mm. person who was interested in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it was just yeah. And she because she was such a mysterious figure, but mm. it feels like she was a mysterious figure like as herself
1: on yeah. the set. Yeah. Like, like Rihanna was the mysterious figure, yeah, but then they gave the her character. this adorable little sister to help her out, and they got along well or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. It was mm. not my favourite. I mean, especially, you know, like there are so many great, like, hackers. Well, I'm thinking now and then I realise, like, there's also Natalie Emanuel in the <laughs> um, in the Fast and Furious movies who's also really not great. Yeah. Um, they're, surely they're a good female. Oh, Charlize Theron in the Fast and Furious movies. There yeah. you go. There's a good female hacker. Why do they always have weird dreads? I, I mean, you know. at least it fits
1: for Rihanna. Right. And is not culturally appropriative. Yes. Yes.
0: But it's still strange. Um, Mm. Like, I'm sure there's one in Hackers as well who has
1: dreads. They probably just don't want to wash their hair. That's the the stereotype. Well, I think
0: it's more like cyberpunk. Like, it's cyberpunk. But cyberpunk is, like, it's not the current aesthetic. No. Anyway. um, Yeah, at least it fits with her whole... But, yeah. Um, And clearly they didn't want... Like, Kate Blanchett, I think, is just using her accent because the Helena Bonham Carter's accent is occasionally almost indecipherable to me and i can understand irish accents fine yeah but like it'll be she she'd be saying things and the camera wouldn't be on her face Mm. and you'd just be kind of trying to adjust to irish from american and it would just kind of go past i think
1: they were just like um i they clearly just made a call they were like don't worry about doing an accent for this one um for for kate for kate yeah Yeah, for whatever reason no because i mean and also it's kate blanchett it's not like she can't do the accent yes like, you tell her to do whatever and she'd do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they obviously just went, yeah, that's fine.
0: I made a couple of comments that are like, Anne's face. So clearly I liked that.
1: She did look great.
0: <laughs> couple Also notes in in a row are, a Lou and Debbie for real dating, rough patch in crime or relationships.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were
0: thinking about the same things I was thinking yeah, about. Um, yeah, and I mean, I didn't write a whole lot of notes is the thing because I was just, well... Out of it a bit, but also just kind I, of enjoying it. I was,
1: it. I was really happy. Like we went to the the cinemas in Woden, where you, you have the seats that that lay back, and I was really happy to just kind of like put my seat back and chill and enjoy. I, I was happy to just enjoy it as well. Yeah. And um, so, and that's like half the fun of it. it it's especially because it's one way. If you pick at it, you it there's bits that fall apart. Yeah. It's almost better to just sit and enjoy. And like, yeah,
0: I mean, I think. I'm going to come back to leverage. I know you don't like it that much. But one of the reasons it works so well for me and the heists tend to work really well is because one of the main writers writes games. Yeah. And I think people who write games are better at writing, writing heists because they like games. Well, and and they, you have uh, yeah. to figure out all of the strings and all of the pieces. Like, And I've written yeah, some yeah. like, heist type stuff too. And you you have to kind of like pull at all the strings to see where they'll go. And then go. How am I going to solve this problem before you put it? Finish putting it all together. Yeah, you
1: can't just like magic away things. And yeah. this is what this does. It is. Um, the screenplay is written by um Gary Ross working with a, oh god, something Milk. Um, I can't remember her name. Olivia Milk. Um, and her father is at like a TV showrunner or something, and mm. she's only on her second film or something like. But she's, she's relatively inexperienced as far as writing goes it's not like she is a writer director and stuff and she has done a few things but she's relatively inexperienced gary ross is a bit he's i mean he's fine he's an experienced screenwriter he wrote big but um they i don't feel like they didn't spend a lot of money or time on him on this movie um Uh, so it's a bit underdone was logan logan lucky also steven soderbergh it was. He does good heist. He is great at heist. <laughs> he's he's right? Because uh, I was re-w- recently rewatching the Ocean's films, I watched some of the DVD extras that come with them. And Soderbergh, when he made that first one, he was, like, so determined to make the best heist film that could possibly be made. He put mm. so much effort into making the heist really, really watertight. It works, mm. right? And this one, yeah, they just kind of, like – I mean, there's probably also bits that were edited down, as you say, because they were told they had to – cut it down it feels very much like it was edited oh, down especially me. at the end there yeah like the it feels really
0: rushed feel like it was put together properly mm. um and even though it's really fun to watch debbie distract the people trying to come in while kate is it uh, mm. while lou is inside you know yeah with the, the
1: submarine thing is really cool and really clever that like, is it's actually
0: a really clever idea yes and we knew something had to be up with those crown jewels because they were like, our
1: attention was drawn to them several times, and the yeah. the security thing. Oh, that's why there's a moat, yeah, and all that sort of stuff was.
0: And I think there's a point before that when Kate says something about the moat, and um, and that's where the jewels are pulled from as well. Mm. Um, when um Sarah Paulson yeah she takes
1: from. it off her leg and drops it into the thing and yeah. grabs it, yeah. Um,
0: so like they were bringing our attention to it quite often, and yeah. as part of the thing. I just think that I think also they could have. They should have introduced the, the gymnast earlier. I think it should have been that Kate went to see him for some of serious purpose. He was like, oh, no, I can't do it. And then like, you know, maybe you can, maybe my daughter can do it instead and then bring mm. her in and then it would be great. Yeah. Right. Like then it would fit in with the theme of the movie and we'd have a better setup for it. Even if we didn't know what she was doing in it. Right. We'd have it in the back of our mind that there was more going on. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been better. Yes, I think so. I think some of the – I think they're just easy fixes for some of the problems with the movie. Yeah,
1: it was like papered over kind yeah. of stuff. Um, And I that's
0: – It was still – I mean, it's just really fun to watch all these actresses steal stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, and to watch them be on stage together and play off one another. Yeah,
0: and there's one more thing I wanted to say. That I forgot about before. When I was talking about like it's not really in your face with the feminist message, I forgot about that great pep talk just before it. <laughs> Where are Debbie is getting ready and she's like, somewhere out there there's a little girl who's dreaming about eight, being year, a eight year
1: old girl who's dreaming about being a thief. I know that was great. Cool. I loved I'm that. Sorry. That was that and that was very in the spirit of the Oceans films too. Yeah. Very like, um, we're very famous people watching what's going on. we know what's going on here and you very know what's tongue going in cheek. cheek. Yeah. that was good and well done. I liked that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, um, what are you giving it? Three stars. Likewise, three stars. Um, I think like if it hadn't been
0: so shiny, it would have probably been two and a half, but it's so shiny. So. It, yeah. And Kate Blanchett is so great it? in it. And it's
1: fun. Yeah. So fun. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you like show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.